Hello and welcome to Love by Angels. We help people connect with angels. So we basically do what it says on the tin. And we have our own little school. We have our own little holiday retreats and we have classes and courses. And I wanted to do this podcast um, to actually tell true stories so real life stories about angels and people um even animals actually and through people's experiences and books and uh emails so today i'll be reading from a book called the big book of angel stories and this book is from jenny smeadley And there's some really good reviews. There's one from the Daily Mail, world-renowned for her ability to use angels to help people. So we are basically here reading books and telling angel stories that are actually true. Um, And just to tell you now, some of them have given me goosebumps and shivers. And this is what we are all about. We're here to give you that feeling, whether you're driving whether you're washing up at home or you know folding clothes or maybe you're working listen to this um these are to uplift you um to show you that there is hope and miracles through angels and that angels are nice and kind and that they are here to help you so the first one i'm going to read is maggie's story Way back in the early 1980s, I was working late nights in a milk bar in Perth, Australia. No ordinary milk bar, mind you. We offered wonderful ice cream. Some of the names were called Mary Widow, Sunset Dreams and Heap S'more. The American Navy had begun its stops in Perth for R&R, so this Saturday evening we were really busy and I didn't get away until after 1am. Now usually I would call for a cab, but then all the sailors lined up and waited for the cab so I decided to walk home as it was quicker. It was 45 minutes and the night was extremely warm and gorgeous. But as soon as I become apparent, I was being followed. I crossed the street and so did he. I ran, he ran. He was so close at all times, roughly five to ten feet away. I could see him clearly at all times and he must have given, it must have given him a real buzz. About halfway home, I got to the causeway a bridge that spans the swan river ahead of me was a huge dark park area and by this time i was in real panic mode i remember shouting hey god any time now help all of a sudden a cab drew up next to me it was the other side of the metal railings It was driving into oncoming traffic and the driver didn't seem aware that anything was unusual and that the passenger door was on the wrong side of the car. The driver reached across, opened the door and said, Margaret, get in, now. 
So whenever I was in trouble, I was called Margaret. So naturally I did as I was asked. Somehow I walked through the metal railings. They simply just disappeared. I've tried this so many times since and obviously I just bang into them. I was driven directly home that night without the driver asking me my address. On reaching my house, he asked for my keys, opened the door and let me in. And then he handed my keys back and said, we will meet again. He never charged me for the cab or anything. I remember that the cab was shiny black and smelt like new leather and honey. The driver was really clean. He had white, bright white t-shirt on. Now, me being me, I just started to do my day-to-day stuff, just looking after my three children and being really busy. Then three weeks later, I read a newspaper article and it described how a girl had been found in the park, beaten, raped and left for dead. I was feeling so sick. I looked at the photo and confirmed it was the man who was following me. I was in shock. I know for a fact that that was an angel who came to my rescue. I know that angels, I know the angel to be Gabriel, for we have indeed met many times since, and he continues to guide and protect me. Wow. So, not reading at the moment, but oh, that's giving me goosebumps, right? It makes you shiver in a way, and it just goes to show when you are in danger. Ask for Archangel Michael, ask for Archangel Gabriel, as she just said, even ask for God, um, because someone will come to your need. Now, I'm going to read another story by Georgina. Two things happened to me in January last year that turned my life around. The first was I got attacked. Well, as near as makes no difference. I was coming out of a mall late after having a look in the January sales and I was a little alarmed when I saw a bunch of guys buy a truckload and they were all laughing and they were drunk by all of them. They spotted me and started laughing, pointing and making rude suggestions. I thought I had three options. I could tough it out, keep walking to my car. Two, I could just run to my truck. Or three, I could run back upstairs to the mall. So I chose my third option. I ran upstairs to the mall. There was nothing in there and it was scary. It was a total empty mall. The place echoed as I ran down between the stores, which all seemed all all ready to have all their lights off. The staff have must have been leaving out the back doors because I couldn't see anyone, not even the security guards. Then someone from behind grabbed me and I started screaming. Next thing I knew, I was surrounded by that truckload of guys. They were grabbing me everywhere. 
I don't know how far that intended to go, but when I found myself being lifted, I started yelling for God to help me. They, st- they started carrying me over their heads like some sort of weird trophy back out down to their truck. I thought if they got me in there, I'd be finished. As they were carrying me, I started feeling really cold and I just wanted my mum. Now, me and my mum haven't spoken for ages since she left my dad. I didn't know if it was me who were being mad at her or if she was just angry that I was mad at her. Either all, we didn't speak for months and months. But in that right moment, all I wanted was was my mum. I knew that I didn't want to call for God. So I shouted for my mum. Mum, mum, I started yelling. Help me. No one took any notice because the car parking lot was still empty. Save my car and my... Okay, we we reached the truck and they started bundling me inside. At that moment, I saw a car pull into the lot and I couldn't believe it. It was the same model and colour as my mum's car and it parked right next to my car on the other far side. Mum! I screamed. Mum, it's me! That made the men pause and there we were with me halfway into the truck and what looked like my mum's car just sitting there, the car door opened and my mum stepped out. She held her phone in her hand and said, So officer, you will be here in two minutes. Hurry. Just like that, the men dropped me. I hit to the ground, winded myself. My mum came over and ran as fast as she could. She fell down and we were rocking on the ground together. She told me later that she'd be driving along the highway about 500 yards from the mall. She had her windows up and the radio playing, but she said suddenly in her head, she had heard a voice and it said, listen. She had turned the radio off and opened a window and then she had heard me call for her. Somehow she had known where I was and the next thing she was saving me. I know who spoke to her about me but I'm told that Gabrielle is the angel of communication so maybe he sent me the whole thing and just helped her to direct me where I was. And obviously, me and mum are now talking and making a new start together. Wow. Another goosebump chilling moment there. It just goes to show that you don't necessarily have to call God, but God will always be by your side anyway. It could be anyone who you call who wants to save you in a way. So, yeah, that's absolutely amazing.
Terry's story. This happened one Friday evening after I got drunk with a group of friends. I was pretty out of it, sort of knowing what was going on, but not really having any common sense about anything. I felt invincible, I guess as I was Superman. In those days, I did tend to go off by myself quite far. I ended up at a train station waiting for the train from a couple of miles from home. No one else was waiting on my platform, so after a while I thought I'd just walk home along the tracks and not bother waiting for the train. The tracks went right behind my house, so I knew I couldn't get lost and that was the only worry I had. The thought of a train coming along never crossed my mind. I jumped down and immensely some girls on the other platform started screaming at me to get back up. I turned and was immediately blinded by headlights of an oncoming train. Then it was me who had screamed. My legs weren't working too well and there was no way I could get to safety in time. Right then, out of nowhere, a man landed beside me on the tracks. I had no idea where he came from. There hadn't been anyone on my platforms just a second before. Suddenly everything went in slow motion and there was near silence, like when your ears have popped and everything goes fuzzy and far away. I could still see the train coming but it slowed down and I felt that I was walking through quicksand. Then the man grabbed me and I felt myself rising up. Suddenly all the noise and movement roared back into the station and I found myself swaying on the platform as the non-stop train shot past inches away from me. There was no sign of the man and I felt like crying. He had to have been hit. He jumped down to save my life and he killed himself. I felt so sick as I watched the train fly by. After waiting for the train, I was waiting to see blood and gore from the man and knowing that my life had been saved just for doing something stupid from a stranger's courageous act. How would I be able to live with the guilt? My breath was sobbing and my throat was all lumpy as the train cleared the station. But I couldn't believe it. There was nothing there. There was clean rails, sparkled in the station lights and not a blood stain in sight. I couldn't believe it. There was no one there. I turned to the girls to see if they could see anyone and they just stared in disbelief. I ran to the bridge. I had asked them what they'd seen, but the time I tried to get there, their train had already pulled up. There was only one explanation as far as I'm concerned. I had been saved by my guardian angel. I stopped getting drunk after that day, and maybe, just maybe, that was what it was all about. So there we go. Three short stories angel stories but real true stories about how angels saved us i hope that's inspired you to call upon your angel more
and inspired you that you can always ask your angels for help. Much love and light, Maxine. Thank you.